is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want here toll-free at 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. Here with you tonight, you've got Ian. Nobody. And Mark. And, of course, you can bring up anything that you want. We, of course, are going to talk at some point about what's going on in Minneapolis, but not just Minneapolis. Apparently, it has spread to some other cities. Uh, Mm. Massive protests, angry, and rightfully so, people. Uh, we can get into that. Plus, Donald Trump has issued another one of these executive orders. <laughs> this time, it amazingly is not COVID related. This is about an attack against social media, apparently. And Ooh. we can discuss that as well. Now, of course, your calls and thoughts are welcome. That's where we're going to start here tonight with Dave on the line. And this is Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com calling from New Hampshire. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, Dave Ridley frantically looking for the speakerphone button to turn it off so I found it. Okay. You sound uh, fine. So, so there's this claim, you know, that like, well, if you don't like it, vote to change the system. Or if you don't like it, if you don't like it, leave. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I did leave. I fled to New Hampshire and I do vote. Uh, but now the latest attempt at uh, trying to make sure that your even your vote doesn't count, it, that's going on in New Hampshire now. So, it's this thing called eight, uh, House Bill 1309, which the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance is raising alarms about. What it would do is it would amend the text of current law. So, so like when you have a local town vote, it, it, the, new re, the new law would read, quote, unless restricted by any provision of law, the vote on a petitioned warrant article shall be binding upon the town, unquote. So okay. it's just saying that that now the, the petitioned warrant articles are not even binding anymore. If you can find one passage in 200,000, you know, there's 200,000 pages of law, so it'd be pretty easy to find some passage somewhere in state or federal law that, that says, you, you know, that, that might throw the petitioned warrant article into doubt in terms of its legality, right? It just makes it easier to sue to overturn the will of the voters. Yeah, I guess I don't know a whole lot about this. I know that in the case of the uh, the court, sorry, not the courts, the the school boards here in New Hampshire, these warrant articles are basically useless, uh, or prior to this or whatever, had been useless because they would introduce them at the school board meeting, and then some busybody would stand up and like completely gut the original intention of the warrant article at least that's what happens uh here in in Keene. so so what can you read the text to me one more time because it's sometimes it's hard to follow legally so i'm gonna i'm gonna read a separate part of the text which is very similar uh quote unless restricted by any other provision of law the mm-hmm. vote on a petitioned warrant article shall be binding upon the school district unquote yeah, okay. So this and you're saying this somehow changes the previous Warren article legislation? Well, it was already not very binding, right? Because I remember the one of the first pieces of political activism I did in Keene when I moved there in 04 was to stand in a blizzard outside this this uh vote, right? And and to hold a sign advocating for um uh some stuff that some school board people were doing. Some school board people had reached out to me and they wanted to to sell this building, this useless building, right, mm-hmm. or this unnecessary building. And so I I stood there to try to help get 
you know, help get the building sold. I just, you know, vote yes on something or another. I don't know what it was. Right. But anyway, sure enough, that passed, you know, with flying colors. Oh, uh, I remember this. Just, and didn't they just refuse to sell it even though the voters voted just, for it? They just decided not to sell it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, and, then, I in mean, that eventually, case, I mean, yeah. maybe, I mean, maybe five years later they sold it or something like that. But Well, okay, I guess I'm confused then, David. It sounds to me like this, now, again, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't really know what any of this legalese stuff means, but uh, my understanding is if it's saying that the warrant article will apply, barring any sort of other provision that, that uh, prevents it, that, that seems like sort of a, a no-brainer. Like, that seems like it would make it, not a bad more thing. binding if yeah, anything well, right like well, what's the I think problem it's with already that? it's already more it, it would make it less binding according to the article uh, the, uh, the author okay. the author is aubrey friedman and he goes mm. goes into more detail which i haven't yeah. you know, i haven't looked i don't know it, man it, i mean it's it. all very confusing to me uh, all this legalese it's very very confusing well it's yeah. one thing's clear is is that for whatever reason and i don't know why this is i don't know why local politicians tend to give up their power to state politicians who tend they don't to get, want to they seem it seems to happen, and then well, the state politicians look back at the uh, at the Civil War, and you'll see the answer to that. Uh, you'll also find the answer in the Seventeenth Amendment to the Constitution. Now, the the Seventeenth Amendment it sounds like a good pro democratic thing when you think about it. But what it did is institute popular election of senators, oh, that yes. was U.S. That senators. Yeah. Now, the thing is, before that. Senators were chosen by the state legislatures. Right. So basically, they gave uh, the the Senate gave the states a voice in the federal government, and the expectation was that they would be jealous of state power. Uh, and when I say jealous, I mean distrustful of the federal government Makes and sense. of handing their power over to the federal government. So the people then, it was hoped would be able to use the play both ends against the middle, if you will, use the state governments to keep the federal governments in, in government in control and use the federal government to keep the state governments in control. But when you take away when you when they took away that power from the state legislatures and they gave but it the to the state people. legislatures gave it away because they had to have participated in this right like three quarters of the states had to sign off on this um yeah they did and that was in the context of the civil war okay um there were there was a whole slew of amendments that took place at that time and the civil war was the beginning of a castration of the state governments and the 17th amendment it's been pretty effective more or less the end of it so that uh, the state governments are now fully owned subsidiaries of the federal government more or less oh by by the way i need to correct myself pretty majorly here i've got it backwards i guess 1309 is trying to make it uh so that it's harder for them to overturn the will of the voters. I was thinking okay, 13 would, 1309 would make it easier. Like. Yeah, yeah so that's what it sounded would, like to me. So I'm, I'm glad that uh, uh, <laughs> we agree on this one now. Yeah, so you're right, Ian. Uh, this this would make it actually harder to overturn the voters. But are you saying the Liberty is. Alliance is trying to alert people against this bill or in favor so, of it? No, no, I'm backwards. The Alliance is trying to alert people okay. that they might want to support 
but that that it's that it exists. I don't know if the whole alliance supports it, but they're just drawing attention to it. And it looks like the guy who's writing this article thinks the the bill is potentially going to make things better. Are they even of, at meeting they, at this point? The state legislature, as I understand it, the legislative building is locked. In New uh, that's correct, but they're meeting on June 9th, I okay, think, or maybe so they June are 11th. Coming ba- they're coming back into session. Okay, that look out, meet- the legislature's coming back. No yeah. man's life, will, liberty, will, or property is safe when the legislature is in session. Yeah, they're bringing back parking tickets now too in uh, in downtown Keene after yeah. having a break on that for uh, for two two months or something like that. Hey, uh, Ridley, anything else you want to share? Oh, I've got a lot of videos coming out that may be of interest, but I, other yeah. than that, nothing. Tease one of them. Give, on give the, us a tease on. Uh, you'll see. You'll see those on the channel. Um, but you'll see what happened when I tried to follow up on uh, so Garrett Ian. Remember that time in 2011 when he got kicked out of the farmer's market in Concord? Not really, but I believe that he could. Oh, my gosh. It was great. <laughs> he, they, they grabbed they, like they shut off his camera, right, when he wow. tried to film them stopping him from, you know, demonstrating or something mm-hmm. like that on a, on a public street. So I've been keeping that in mind for a long time, and I was never sort of in Concord, you know, at the same time as the farmer's market. But I remember that happened nine years ago. <laughs> And so I finally showed up, you know, this weekend and I did I did the same thing as Garrett, more or less. You know, I demonstrated oh, and tried tried to film and you'll see what happens. I me. love I love Ridley. He just he throws back to all these old things that happened years ago and then tries to hold account, uh, you know, politicians accountable for it mm-hmm. seven years later or whatever. And it is pretty entertaining because they just they, they didn't know about it back then. And they certainly don't know about it today. They try to stay ignorant of uh they're bureaucrats violating people's rights. Hey, thanks for the call tonight, Dave. I appreciate it. Check out his uh, video channel over at RidleyReport.com. Uh, you'll probably enjoy it. He's, he's pretty talented. we got more coming up. You can share your thoughts with us here on Free Talk Live. The protests are on. Yep, it's Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever you want here. The toll-free number is 855 855- 450 free like freedom that's 855-450-3733 trump's executive order making headlines today uh to supposedly target twitter and get them back somehow for labeling a couple of his tweets recently uh Mm. with a an alleged fact check by the way with you in the studio here tonight it's ian nobody and mark and want to make sure you know about divi the next generation wallet is coming from divi in just a few taps you'll be able to spend earn store and exchange digital money in seconds divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between divi bitcoin and fiat currencies like the dollar in the mobile app and then withdraw directly to your bank account there's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new Divi wallet launches because of their relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at diviproject.org, D-I-V-I, Divi Project. Dot org. As we go to more of your calls and thoughts, also on Discord, we got some good sounding callers here so far tonight. Gene, the Christian anarchist, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Nobody and Mark. Hey, I wanted to uh, call up and notify everybody of some shenanigans. I think that's going on with the COVID nineteen testing, as if we as if we more didn't already suspect it. All right, mm. yeah, as if we didn't already suspect it. But you know, we've uh, for those that don't know, we have a medical clinic. We've had about twenty positives now on COVID nineteen. But the funny thing is, we follow up the the positive 
the COVID patients that want to, I mean, they don't have to, but if they want to after they've uh, recovered, they can do the antibody test. So we cover, we follow them up with the antibody test. It's and a funny thing. that reveals whether or not they have antibodies, meaning that if they do, they would be immune from the COVID-19 strain in the future? Either yeah, they'd or supposedly they, they'd have it. Gotcha. And, and they could uh, donate their plasma or whatever. But the funny thing is, we've had, I think, about 16 patients who have agreed to do the antibody test, and only one of them's come up positive. So how is it possible that of 16 patients, only one's coming up with antibodies, unless the other 15 patients never had COVID to begin with? So how did, wow. you, so how did they get test positive, I guess is my question. Which which test? The, the first one. Antibody? The, uh, the first test. having it. Because they come in with symptoms and then we do the swab, okay. send it into the lab, and then right. the lab comes back with Is this the same the test that found out that the tsetse fly and the mango uh, were positive? <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay. I think it's... I thought it was papaya. I think it's papaya, yeah. Yeah, I, I would yeah. look up uh, COVID-19 papaya or COVID-19 <laughs> mango because there have been reports that tropical fruit has been reported, uh, <laughs> has been testing positive for this disease, although yeah. I suspect that if you ran an antibody test on that tropical fruit, you would find that it, too, had never had COVID-19. COVID-19, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm I'm suspicious of all of these things, and For plus sure. the fact that a lot of these hospitals are getting paid huge sums of money. There was a guy yesterday protesting. Uh, the, there was some coverage of the protests in Los Angeles, and one of the guys uh, in Los Angeles is an emergency room, either a doctor or a technician, and he was on the streets with a sign talking about COVID-19, and he was saying that most of the people uh that a lot of the people are being tested uh reported as positive when in reality they weren't positive because he says the hospitals are getting huge sums of money for covid-19 patients yep. and right now the hospitals are hurting they don't half the hospitals are empty you know so right. they're hurting for take money what they can get. so which yeah, is they're going to take what they can get I mean, when you think about it, and this is one of the things that bothers me the most, the hospitals are empty, the hospitals are laying people off, and when you think about it, if the, if there was an epidemic going on, if there was mass death, mass trauma going on from an epidemic, they would need people working outside their specialty to care for the dead or the dying, right? Uh, they would need every... Uh, every medical person they could get on yeah. deck. Uh, but that's not happening. And that's not happening. They They're don't need dancing it. in the aisles yep. in the hospital because they got nothing to do. Which means and it's a funny thing. Full of dead people or dying people. And it's a funny thing. I, I realized when I read the, some of these news stories that I had lived through a huge, a very deadly pandemic in 1969 during Woodstock, and I didn't even know it. A million people dead, and. Uh, I didn't, didn't know it either, but I was born in 68. Well, so. a lot of the people who were uh, of age don't remember 1968, 1969. Um, <laughs> but the, but the thing is, we didn't, we didn't miss a beat in 69, and nobody shut anything down. Mm. Uh, the businesses kept going. Woodstock kept going. There wasn't a thing that changed in 1969 due to a pandemic that killed, what, 100 times more people than what this COVID is 
claiming credit for. Do you think that uh, the fear kind of mentality that we see so commonplace these days would have even played with people back in the day, back in the, the late 60s? Would that have even you know caught on in any way, what they're doing? There's, there's no way they could have pulled this off in the 60s. The people are so much more sheepish now than they were back then. It's, it's absurd. Do you think no. that's just because uh, the government has been doing the indoctrination camps, you know, the, the day prisons, schools? It's got to be due to that and the public fool system. I don't call it the public school system. I call it the public mm-hmm. fool system. Well, the uh, well, communication's the- significantly faster now, too. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily... I mean, that's a good thing, right? Like, it's a good thing that communication is faster, mm-hmm. but it also means that bad ideas can propagate, too. What's a bad thing is that six corporations now control all broadcasting in the United States. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the reason for that is because they control all of the licenses. Well, it's not true by, all broadcasting. I mean, there's still some independent radio stations out there. Uh, well, let's let's say nearly all broadcasting. It's a good then. chunk, especially on the television percentage, side. Especially in the major markets. Yeah. Okay? And that's where opinion makes a big difference. So they are driving opinion, and this will I'll come back to this when we talk about the Trump story. Thank you, Gene, the Christian anarchist. Appreciate hearing from you there. Uh, sounds like you're getting out of the car. And hope you or getting into the car. If so, enjoy the ride. Uh, so you can join us here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. Coming up, we will be talking about the riots in Minneapolis and apparently beyond. We touched on it last night as well, and it's one of those stories that we can't ignore. Thank goodness for the for the last two months we couldn't ignore all the COVID stories. And while I don't relish the fact that there are riots in the streets, it's nice to have something different. Something else to talk uh, about. To, to, to I don't relish the, the fact that some people are undeniably sick either, but, yep. but yet we have to cover the truth. It's true, uh, or at least what we perceive to be the truth. The, again, the toll-free number here is 855-453. If you want to weigh in and share your thoughts on any of these things uh but first from the hill.com and there are a variety of different sources on this story it's been all over the news today and that is that trump is in a uh, fight and a spat with twitter and other social media signing an executive order today aimed at increasing the ability of government to regulate social media platforms this does not sound like a good plan i'm no. very ambivalent about We've- the situation. We will tell you more about it here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. If you want to jump into the discussion, you are welcome to do that. And then coming up, we'll get into the latest on some of the just absolutely horrifying things uh, being done to private businesses uh, during these riots and some uh, heroes standing up against The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network visit diviproject.org diviproject.org It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. Joining you in the studio, it's Ian. Nobody. And Mark. And also want to make sure to say thanks to Bitcoin.com. Great and longtime sponsor here on Free Talk Live. 
Great place to go to get started into the world of cryptocurrency. Now's a good time to go and learn about that, especially if you found yourself a little more time on your hands. Get on over to Bitcoin.com and start down the road towards learning about Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash and other cryptocurrencies there at Bitcoin.com. It's a great place to go and do that. They also got an excellent news website at news.bitcoin.com that'll clue you into the latest Bitcoin-related headlines around the planet. It's news.bitcoin.com. Dot com. As we continue here with the story from thehill.com, and then we'll get into the riots uh, that are going on in Minneapolis. Some pretty ugly stuff out there. The executive order, however, uh, signed today by Donald Trump is focused, according to thehill.com, on Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which was a 1996 law that gives platforms legal immunity for content posted by third-party users while also giving them cover to make good-faith efforts to moderate their platforms. So, in short, what that means, as I understand it, and I'm not an attorney, but we've discussed this Section 230 in the past, the idea is if you're running a website, let's say electnobody.com, mm-hmm. and uh, electnobody, I believe, has comments that uh, that people can leave, if I recall correctly, I believe there is a comment. Uh, yes, there is a comment section. Right. I so, so you get a comment section on your website uh, that anybody, in theory, can go and register a username for, and just drop in whatever nasty comment that they want to, right? Mm-hmm. Or or positive and supportive, but it's the internet, so it's probably going to be nasty. <laughs> and they just drop in whatever they want, and then they leave. And then you're there, you've got a mess, an ugly comment that could be maybe libelous yeah. towards somebody. It could have some sort of information that may actually be allegedly breaking a law of some sort, right? Like there could be all kinds of things that a, a user might leave on your website. In the case of YouTube, uploading a video with some sort of prohibited content, something that YouTube uh, doesn't allow or a copyright violation or something else that, you know, whatever other laws would consider to be illegal. YouTube is not, and electnobody.com is not liable under this Section 230 exemption, basically, Mm -hmm. for the content that your users post to the website. That's the whole idea behind it. And, you know, you shouldn't have to have a law to make that clear, right? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, if you didn't say it, you shouldn't be liable for it. It seems to me pretty clear but that's what Section 230 lays out. Well, there. Uh, let me give you a counterexample to to that theory, which is uh, consider a, a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Okay, a newspaper is liable for some, but not all of the things that it posts. For example, uh, I don't believe that a, that a newspaper would necessarily be liable for the content of a letter to the editor. Sure, that contained. Uh, for example, uh, defamatory uh, information. But a staff editorial. But a staff editorial or a, or a straight news story, right. they might be liable. So there's a... Well, that's uh, a key difference here, right? The, right? the difference between what your users, who are not employees or contractors mm. or whatever of the, of the website, what your users post shall not be uh, infringing upon the liability of the website, meaning it will not mm. cause liability... Uh, to the website for whatever that content is. But Whereas that's if they are generally employee, only considered true if you're not moderating, okay? Or if you're not moderating too much. Uh, and, and, the, uh, and the thing is, you're still liable for what your 
for your comments, of course, mm-hmm. uh, comments that come under the uh, heading of the web of the website, and also if you moderate too much, then it you're can, the creator. The argument can be that just just as a man pruning a bonsai tree is responsible for the final shape of it because he pruned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could well be that if you do a lot of bonsai on your comment section yeah. that you would become liable for what was said there because, mm. hey, you posted out, a, you took out a whole bunch of non-infringing content, but you left this very obvious uh, case of liable, for example. Yeah, so that sounds fair. To there's me. an interesting argument there. I mean, th- is, is are you saying that that's how things have been up until this point? Your understanding I'm saying legally that that's my understanding of it, and that's one of the reasons that social media platforms have been loath to either involve their own voice mm-hmm. or to do too much uh, mediation. But that's changed with the advent of fact checkers, who are mm-hmm. mostly, it seems government mouthpieces who are brought in by the various uh and maybe not even the open government but deep state deep state mouthpieces uh mouthpieces for basically the intelligence community for the people running the media which may not be the open the open government those things may not be under control for example of Donald Trump at the moment, they're more likely under the control of faceless bureaucrats who run the intelligence mm-hmm. agencies. Let me tell you more about this story. Trump, joined by Attorney General William Barr, addressed reporters in the Oval Office this afternoon before signing the executive order. Uh, quote, we're here today to defend free speech from one of the greatest dangers it has faced in American history, frankly. And you know what you know what's going on as well as anybody. It's not good. Trump told reporters. The president accused social media companies of having, quote, unchecked power to censure, restrict, edit, shape, hide, and alter virtually any form of communication between like a bonsai tree. Between private citizens or large public audiences. He also said that if he were able to shut Twitter down, he would. Hmm. Trump's order directs. Uh, now, I've got to say, the one thing that scared me the most about Donald Trump when he got elected is his. Uh, combative view towards the press now since he's been in office i've got to say the press is not um ir- uh, not you know it has some liberal responsibility here this this whole relationship has gotten toxic and mm. uh many people in the press have just kind of turned into you know trump hunting paladins and mm-hmm. they're going mm. to you know they're going to keep on it until forever I I find it somewhat entertaining how I do, as, he as, as do well, I. He I find them. it somewhat entertaining, but I also find it concerning. And yes, I, it sounds I like Mark's with me on that. And here is an example: what what Trump posted was a piece of opinion. Okay, he said that if we use mail in voting, that those votes will be be rigged because they will be easier to rig because there will not be people going out to the polls. There will not be possibilities of exit polls, uh, which mm-hmm. one expects to correspond with the actual vote. Um, and so it's not outside the realm of possibility. Twitter t- came around and said, that's false. That won't happen. Well, how, do, how the hell does Twitter know that? 
How, where does Twitter get off making that a statement of fact, true and false? This vote will or will not be manipulated if it's by mail. It's mm-hmm. a matter of opinion, and to label that simply false, yeah, it's, it's unquestionably even... false, that's, that's insane. Nobody knows that. Trump may be wrong, but it's not... It's not cut and dried. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter that you can look up in the Encyclopedia Britannica and say, oh, yeah, that's not true. Mm-hmm. We could look at uh, mail-in voting as it's gone on in other states and these sorts of things if you wanted to look at some of that. But, um, we, I mean, there are arguments on both sides when it comes to this mail-in voting thing, and it's pretty clear which side the Democrats have come down on, right? Mm-hmm. And the Republicans have come down on another side. I'm so sick and tired of systems, uh, of everything that comes in, uh, you know, across my desk is now a, a political football. Yeah. yeah, I'm just so COVID is political. Football. Sick of it, right? Right. You know, either it's going to kill us all, or we have to stay in our houses for the next three years while they come up with a, a nice solid vaccine. All right, tons go voting. First. To be on the blockchain personally i want to know for sure who voted which way and i think secret ballot well, is a bad idea you think I'll secret votes are bad later if you oh, okay, want, want to argue it interesting 855 450 free that's the toll-free number you can share your thoughts whether you want to talk about secret ballots or the protests and riots going on across the country it is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Donald Trump says that if he could, if he could shut Twitter down, he would do it. But he can't really do that, at least... You hope. <laughs> in he theory. He does hold what allegedly is the most powerful position in the free world. Mm-hmm. Well, except it's not a free world. It's 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 not a free world, and also there are a lot of things that the United States government can do, or pieces of the United States government, the embedded bureaucracy, uh, can do, because they're in control of things like the CIA, which exists. I mean, the CIA has openly or, or later admitted to manipulating elections all over the world, but yet somehow we're supposed to believe they never do it. Is the CIA Russia? Uh, Well, the CIA and the KGB do all the same things, just like Russia today probably lies just as much about uh, what's going on in Russia as the American media lies about what's going on in the United States. But I think it's more likely for the U.S. media to tell the truth about what's going on in Russia mm-hmm. and lie about what's going on in the United States because I think in both countries, if the people knew the truth, there would be a revolution before Monday. So what's going on with this new order that Trump has passed? Well, according to TheHill.com, and I have not read the order itself, uh, but it does direct an agency within the Commerce Department to Mm -hmm. file a petition with the Federal Communications Commission to clarify the scope of Section 230. So they're asking the existing bureaucracy to reinterpret, to take take another look, take another crack at your interpretation. Because remember, when it comes to government's so-called lawmaking process, and there's all these checks and balances, well, the reality is it's just opinion, right? Law is just an opinion backed by a gun. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, Mark Stevens has called it, and I think it's uh, relatively... You know, su- succinct and uh, sharp. They call I mean, the Supreme Court issues opinions, yes. even the ones that 
I mean, you know, the ones that most of them agree with are majority opinions. Correct. So, and some of them have been overturned with different opinions yes. by different Supreme Courts. Evident, more evidence that they are, in fact, opinions. Indeed. Yeah. And a perfect example of that, one of the most egregious episodes of, of American history uh, is uh, shown in what happened during the New Deal. Whereas FDR brought his New Deal programs in, they were struck down one by one by the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. Well, what FDR did, clever man that he was, is he looked at the Constitution and realized that the composition of the Supreme Court is not fixed by the competition. Composite by the Constitution, and so, so he, he said, added people to. I'll it. tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to add a whole bunch of young people to the uh, to the Supreme Court to help you to help you guys out. And he proposed adding six people, mm-hmm. which would have made it fifteen instead wow. of nine. Well, what happened after he announced that he was strongly considering that is, you know, nobody wants their power diluted. Yep. So the Supreme Court got right line and started oh. ratifying rubber stamping everything he said and this included things like egregious cases cases like wickard versus philburn in which it was determined that a man growing uh wheat on his own land to feed to his own animals was engaged thereby interstate in commerce. interstate commerce and subject to regulation by the federal government. This being despite the fact that his uh, that his actions were non-commercial. He wasn't mm-hmm. looking to sell the wheat. He was looking to feed it to his own animals. And it was intrastate in scope. Yep. His animals lived on the same land mm-hmm. and in the same state. As the farm. Yeah. Now, there's um, there is a constitutional amendment I could get behind fixing the the size of the Supreme Court. Nine seems fine to me. I mean, if that's the number we want to go with, Mm -hmm. I don't really care uh, what goes on. I would prefer not to add anything because if you, you know, because neither side will be able to agree on it. If you just Mm -hmm. keep it fixed at nine, then that's fine. But. The president shouldn't have that power to stack the deck like that. Yeah, I mean, you could pass a thing saying we'll add two in a decade or something, because then you don't know who's going to be in control of the federal government in a decade. So it's it's more neutral that way. I presume the Supreme Court building's outfitted for nine justices, since that's how many we have at this point. I doubt Mm -hmm. there's a lot of open space. So I just presume nine um yeah. i wouldn't and want to I don't shrink think the number adding would be a good idea yeah. i don't see any reason to do it uh there's no reason i mean they've managed to find nine shills uh to sit in as justice why can't they find 15 shills they've got trillions of dollars and they they can't find 15 people who are wearing to both wear willing to both wear a dress and be bought that seems unlikely Surely they could. Trump's order, again, is going to ask the Commerce Department to file a petition with the FCC to clarify the scope of Section 230, which is a proposition that has already drawn rebukes from two Democratic members of the five-person commission. Another section of the order would encourage federal agencies to review their spending on social media advertising. Trump and Barr indicated that legislation on Section 230 could be incoming, 
Barr didn't provide further details while Trump suggested they could just, quote, remove or totally change Section 230. Again, for those just tuning in, Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act is the one that uh, ostensibly gives platforms online legal immunity for content posted by their users, by third parties, not the platform itself. Fundamentally, Trump cannot rewrite the section without Congress's help, of course. Any efforts by agencies like the FCC to make determinations about how the law is applied would almost definitely be challenged and ultimately become a matter for a judge to decide. But unfortunately, that's the reality of executive orders, at least that we've seen, even though they're not laws, if a executive like Trump or a governor of a state writes out some order, puts his signature on it, and all of a sudden all the executive branch starts acting like this is the law. Well, the only way that you can challenge that is if you get arrested by them Mm -hmm. or targeted by this particular order. So therefore, they've got you under their thumb. Now, maybe you've got access to money to buy an attorney if they didn't freeze your bank accounts and, you know, crack down on you in that way. Presuming they didn't kill you while uh, arresting you. Right, like, you know, squeezing the life out of your neck. Uh, so, you know, presuming you can do all that and, you know, bring it to an attorney yeah. and the attorney takes the case and you pay the attorney, then you can go to court and maybe, maybe you'll have a chance of convincing the robed men and women at some level because you'll probably have to go higher and higher and fight this continually and spend God knows how much money on the whole process. Then if it all works out in your favor after you've spent, I don't know, $100,000 or whatever the attorney's fees would be to go up to the U.S. Supreme Court then maybe the the you know men and women in those robes would say you know what that executive was wrong for making this order order overturned mm-hmm. there goes 5 years of your life right. spent in courts fighting over and this and quite possibly in prison because remember yeah. you don't appeal until after you've been, been uh, convicted and sentenced right tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of your dollars because when the government fights a case they spend your yeah. money when you fight a case you spend your money mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got a very simple rule. It's 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 very clear, okay? First off, if you screw up, you got to pay. Okay? Mm-hmm. Second off, if the cops screw up, you got to pay. pay. <laughs> if the judiciary screws up, you got to pay. Yep. If the prosecutor <laughs> screws up, you got to pay. And if the Supreme Court screws up, you got to pay. Yeah. No matter <laughs> who screws up, it's the it is the surf Mm-hmm. The slave to the system who must finance it. Yep. Well, they say it's that we are the government, and that is true when we mm-hmm. have to pay for things. Like we are the government because the go- yeah. because the government comes to us for the money. But that's it. It's not like you've got a choice as to whether or not to pay. Well, Nietzsche's response to that was: Government is the coldest of cold monsters. Coldly it lies, and this lie drops from its lips that I, the government, am the people. Everything that government says is a lie, and everything that government has has been stolen. That's Nietzsche. Good one. Nietzsche was right. I, I, I like the statement, but um, you know, nothing can be, nothing can lie all the time. It must must embed the lies in truth, right? Um, well, those are the more effective ones. Th- those it are the it only must ones that work. be yeah. certainly circumspect about the lies that it tells. It has to be careful to confine its lies to things not easily verified, which right. brings us back to why I said I oppose 
uh, secret ballot voting. And the reason is I want a piece of paper published by the government that shows my name and what real what vote they recorded for me because that way they can't just throw my ballot mm. away and record whatever they feel like it. I want a well, receipt. Let's I get like into that, it. but I'm not sure that that would entirely work. There's a reason for blind ballots. All right, uh, we'll share that. Ballots. Coming up here in moments, 855, 450, free, like freedom. It's Free Talk Live. My dog, Mojo, was half beagle and half coonhound. He ate everything in sight. He would swallow things whole, including a chicken carcass, a bird nest with a bird in it, and assorted stones and sticks. We had to take him to the veterinary emergency room. After surgery, Mojo had skin issues. He was constantly itching and scratching, chewing on his feet, chewing the hair right off of his legs, being irritated, lethargic, and just not the same dog. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. When we put him on the Dynavite, he took right to it. All of these symptoms disappeared. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Something that he actually likes to eat. You need to put him on Dynavite. Dynavite for life. If you love your dog, you don't just want him healthy, you want him to be happy. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. Are we going to see a significant change or perhaps gutting to Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act? What does that mean? Well, that's the part of the uh, 1996 law that ostensibly made it so that website operators don't have to be held or cannot be held legally liable for the statements made by their website users uh, in a comment section or a forum or you know YouTube or some other kind of site where content is sourced from the user community. Uh, we can talk more about that, but we're actually going into a discussion about, of all things, the secret ballot. Uh, with you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Mark. Now, nobody, you are going to be on a ballot, likely coming up uh, this fall, as you're going to be running for the governor's uh, mm-hmm. gubernatorial election here in New Hampshire, up against the incumbent in the Republican election, up against Sununu, this tyrant uh, who actually is referred to as His Excellency in the Governor's Emergency Orders. Excellent. What yeah. are you running as, a liar, a thief, or a wishful thinker? I'm lying as a better gangster. Or I'm running <laughs> as, a as a better gangster. gangster. <laughs> okay? And, and and I'll tell you what. If 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 any other gang brought me in as as a gangster consultant, how, how wanting to know how they could be a better gangster, you know, and I looked at their record and I saw that their record was what the U.S. government or the New Hampshire state government was doing. My response would be, first off, you guys are stacking too many bodies and you're going to piss people off. You cannot go around stacking bodies and expect to get away with it for a long time because you start killing off people's loved ones and they 
don't care about civility anymore, and they should not. Well, the New Hampshire okay. uh, the, the New Hampshire gang is definitely not stacking nearly as many bodies as some of the other ones out there. I mean, there's some um, pretty horrific stories uh, that come in some other places. In fact, Minneapolis is the most mm-hmm. recent one, and we can talk more about what's going on there. They're not moment. killing anybody, or as many, as many. people. Okay, but people are definitely dying in New Hampshire. People are definitely getting brutalized in New Hampshire and lost in the Minneapolis story has been this kid who uh, got dragged from his hair, uh, dragged from his car by his dreadlocks. This was in uh, Albany, New York. No, no, this was in New Hampshire. As I understand, it was a New Hampshire man who went to Albany, New York. Did oh, I get that really? backwards? Did I uh, get that backwards? Maybe he was an Alba- Albany man who came to New Hampshire. I think we'd better find out because okay. I thought it was New Hampshire State Police that, that did this, and I was planning on making it a topic at, at my press conference. Yeah, I, I need to know who was where at what time because I have to decide whether I'm rooting for the police or not on this one. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not rooting for the police either way. <laughs> he is from Albany. Oh yeah, he's from Albany. Okay, so yeah. but but it happened right. in New in New Hampshire. Yep, it sure uh, did. He was accused of driving a stolen car. His car was not stolen. Mm-hmm. Okay, they simply got it wrong. They broke his window. Wow. They dragged him from the car by his dreadlocks. Okay, this is not acceptable behavior. It is right here in New Hampshire, sure. and yep. we need to get out in the street. And we need to start start doing something about these things because we cannot have this kind of brutality going on in in, in New Hampshire. It's unacceptable. Um, but certainly, uh, and and the other thing is, even when they don't kill, you know, stacking bodies includes to me doing permanent irreparable harm to people and they have done permanent irreparable harm to me by throwing me in prison they have done permanent irreparable harm to many innocents by throwing them in prison by taking their freedom by taking their opportunities away from them by taking their businesses away from them and this is absolutely unacceptable and you think that uh, moving to a a non-secret or public ballot Mm-hmm. would actually be of assistance. Now, let me see if I understood what you said earlier. You said that you support uh, not using a secret ballot. You are against mm-hmm. a secret ballot because you want to be able to verify publicly that mm-hmm. you have indeed voted and the way in which you you did vote. Yeah, and I won't say I haven't pa- cast any votes that I'm ashamed of. I voted for Bill Clinton in 1992, mm-hmm. and I am, in retrospect, ashamed of that. I think... That my my motives were good. I thought he was going to do good things, but the effects of my actions were bad. More people went to prison. I thought may, I thought he might even legalize weed since huh. he had smoked himself. Right. I you remember know, thinking I, that back then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those were good old days. Here we are, thirty yeah. years later right. or whatever. Well, Twenty five yeah, years. Weed's getting pretty legal. Well, now, okay. So, Mark, am I gonna? I'm just gonna predict here. You're going to object to his opposition to the secret ballot because the traditional reason for secret ballots is so people can't intimidate you. Yeah, right? I mean, think about Into it for a second. A Likely way. Trump is in place right now because of the secret ballot. I mean, how many husbands out there voted for Trump but told their wife they voted for Clinton? Mm. There's quite a few of them. Because their wife can't go check and see. 
Right. right. You know, everybody goes into the little thing uh, by themselves. In my, in the last case, I went to vote. I took my son, and we filled it out together. Um, you know, it it's probably a better civics lesson than it is a statistical likelihood my vote was meaningful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll pick whatever you want, son. <laughs> you know, but we had a conversation about uh, whether we should vote for the Republican or the Democrat mm-hmm. or the Libertarian. Now, clearly, he did not get the most unbiased opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so he decided to vote libertarian in the, I think it was the gubernatorial election that was, hmm. uh, recently, I don't know, here in New Hampshire, but okay. now I'm every a, two years, Mark. now I'm a resident of uh, Saipan. I don't have to worry about you people and all your nonsense voting. Okay. Wait, well, you're no, residents but... of where? Uh, the uh, CNMI, the Commonwealth of the Northern Mariana Islands. Oh, okay. So you're still officially a resident, even though you're not there? Got my driver's license. Okay. Right? Interesting. I went down to Florida afterwards. I wasn't a resident of there. True. Nobody, what is it that you have to say to respond to that that objection? That's the most common um, reason to have a secret ballot is that you can't be intimidated to vote in a certain way. It. It is a. It is not an unreasonable objection. There are people, uh, employers, husbands, wives, mm-hmm. who might, um, who might uh, intimidate you. Say, I'm going to fire you if you don't vote the right way. But but let's let's keep our our eye on the ball. What is a vote? A vote is. It is there to impose your will on your neighbor, okay? And I say that in in my case, I encourage people to vote for me because I hope their will is not to impose mm-hmm. uh, on their neighbor. But yet, you know, that's what a vote is. And if you're going to do that, if you're going you to say, it. I'm going to have my opinions backed by a gun, then you should be willing to stand up and loudly and proudly mm. explain why you you thought that that was a good idea. Um, well, I mean, the... But that doesn't mean that uh, people won't be, uh, you know, pushed to vote. For one, you know, hey, look, I don't feel strongly enough between these two as to whether or not I should vote. And then mm-hmm. whomever it is that's intimidating me in whatever way they're intimidating me might say, oh, well, that's fine. I feel strongly enough that you should go vote. So go um, ahead and do that. Or, or else. the consequences are whatever the consequences are. Yeah. Maybe the consequences are you have to eat hot dogs for the next four years that you make yourself. Or mm-hmm. the you know the consequences are they beat you up in the back alley. I don't know mm-hmm. what the consequences are, but it's a nice shop you got here. It'd be a shame if something happened now, to it. There's mm-hmm. a there's a way to split it down the middle. You were talking about using the blockchain to vote, and that is a immutable mm-hmm. ledger. It's it's really great technology, and I think it should be used for voting but one could have one's uh hash or whatever the terminology Mm -hmm. is this uh a secret blockchain vote that's still accountable accountable so the the vote would be next to the whatever the hash is Mm -hmm. um but you would have your hash and you you could unlock it have to give it out Mm -hmm. now that presumably i i that does not sound like a bad idea. There might be a compromise in that, that area is, where you could choose whether to open your vote or not. Oh, now that's a good idea. Give it. Give the option to the mm-hmm. voter. Uh, yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. Basically, if you publish your key, your your public key, okay, then that would perhaps be enough to decrypt your vote without casting a vote on your behalf. Of course, I don't know if that solves the intimidation issue. Yeah, I have one more thing to say about that. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. You can join us here. This is Free Talk Live. (laughs) 
It's Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves here. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. What's going on out in Minneapolis? Uh, There's some pretty awful news from these protests that turned into riots, turned into looting, and uh, lost sight of what the original point of all of it was supposed to be. We can tell you more about it, but we've ended up talking actually about the secret ballot. Is it something that uh, we'd be better off without? That's what nobody is here arguing tonight, uh, Mm -hmm. our co-host. And then, uh, Mark, you're taking the side that the secret ballot is a valuable thing uh, to have. And I'm leaning towards that side myself, but I'm open to persuasion on this. We're going to continue with that discussion, but also I want to make sure that you know about Intercoin. You know what Intercoin has actually been working on helping... It's voting. (laughs) It's one of the things you can do with Intercoin. They've been helping uh, democratize power to the people in their local communities. Cryptography enables people to hold secure and private elections about any matter of community governance and could even be used for securely tallying and reporting results for national elections. Intercoin has also pioneered provably random polling that is unaffected by poor voter turnout or spoiler effects. It can be used to continuously adjust levers of monetary policy, such as how much UBI to issue the next day. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the internet and in meat space, and we think that's important here on Free Talk Live. So important that Free Talk Live accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Incorporated for advertising. If you think freedom is important too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. That's intercoin.org. And I suspect that with Intercoin, you'd be able to set up your voting in different ways. And we were just talking about uh, a a possible middle ground where maybe the voter could decide, flip a switch. Do they want to publish the results, you know, what they decided to vote or not? Would that be a... A benefit. Well, so, um, you know, uh, science fiction often precludes the or, uh, you know, predicts the future. Mm-hmm. Right. I remember reading a comic back in the 80s. I believe it was called Anarchy Comics. Um, and <laughs> it suggested that we would all have a communication device that we carried around with us on our wrist, of course. Um, they were right. Uh, I do You've have a communication one. device on my wrist, but I actually use the one that I carry around in my pocket much more. Sure. Um, and that this device would give us the ability to, to sort of participate in government and vote on everything. Now, that doesn't really happen, but it wouldn't take much to create an app that uses the blockchain. I suspect the guy, the boys over there at Intercoin already have something rolled out that will exactly work for everybody in the United States to get um, suffrage and be able to vote on every issue every time. And what I proposed to nobody was essentially to that we you know have a a swiss bank account number we call it a hash in the uh, crypto world i think and you can tell me if i'm wrong on that terminology uh, a hash is a way to mathematically prove that certain data is what you think it is basically that i'm wrong what is of, what what do you call the account number for uh you know when, it's an address a public key yeah the address yeah, is a, a hash yeah but uh what you send to is is an address okay. which is derived through hashing from the public key 
uh, which in turn is derived through pu- through hashing from the private key. So I would vote through my public key um, and either publish the public key to say, hey, I this is what I voted every issue every time because this is my gizmo and it says what uh, what I am. And I have to vote with my fingerprint or retina or both, you know, maybe a drop of saliva. Who knows what they, they come up with uh, to make this stuff uh, as foolproof as possible. I mean, I would hope that we could just get rid of the state and end voting. Sure. Uh, but given that we That's aren't going we're to do talking that about anytime here. soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, the other thing hold is... Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh. Uh, the, the, you know, so I want to make sure that what's clear here is, is that... Okay, so one time I made a deal with uh, my wife that we would right. exchange votes. Um, that she would, that I, I would vote the way she wanted to vote from governor on up, and she would vote the way I wanted to vote from state senate on down. Mm-hmm. And that way we weren't voting against each other. I believe this is something that couples should be able to do. I don't know if it's legal or not. And if not, come get me. Yeah. Come and get me. Um, and so we you know, made this exchange. Now, I could have. I did not. But I could have gone in and done whatever I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the purpose of the secret ballot. Now, she could have done it, too. I know yeah. we did this two times. One time we did it with absentee ballots, and we actually filled them out together. But the other time we yeah. went into the booths, and we just had to trust the other person that they did what they said they were going to do. Sure. Hopefully, if you're spending your life with somebody, you can trust them to do this, but maybe you can't. Mm-hmm. So let's say that I chose not to do that because I, I consider my vote sacrosanct, and I must vote my conscience or whatever nonsense i come up with and she goes then she's gonna be like hey hey i just want to check and make sure you stuck to the deal because i stuck to the deal so i'm gonna trade you my key for your key and we're gonna look at each other's votes Mm -hmm. oh no honey i don't want to do that right like you can see how the secret vote not so secret anymore so let's say that i'm um you know instead it's me who's like all right honey Tell me whether you voted right or not. Give me your private key, and I need mm-hmm. to know what you did. Uh, you did the right thing. And I mean, you know, somebody could uh, the the abusing husband is a is a trope for a reason, right? They sure. exist, or a criminal gang trying to uh, you know get their their guy into office sure. or or whatever. So I don't know if there's any real way to to address this. Nobody. I mean, what do you think? Um, well, there's certainly nothing that can prevent an abusive person from violently getting what he wants from uh, from people in all manner of ways. Um, and even if you well, removed yeah. that on the one topic of voting, there's still a thousand things that your hypothetical abusive husband can do well, to get things that he wants out of his uh, out of out of his wife. Um, and he and they could even in today's system, mm-hmm. the abusive person, this you know mythological gangster coming into your uh, your you know your business and saying you better vote for uh, to reelect mayor such and such or you know we're going to hurt you, mm-hmm. they can still say, hey, you need to take a photograph of your ballot to prove. Mm-hmm. The way you voted, you not only need to take a photograph mm-hmm. of the ballot, you need to, you know, take video, uh, you know, between the time when you finish the ballot, take a video mm-hmm. of the ballot and then watch, you know, take the continue taking the video as you go and put the ballot mm-hmm. into, uh, you know, the machine that, that reads the ballot. And I mean, they they attempted to um, to head off that possibility in New Hampshire by making it illegal to post pictures of your ballot they did. online and all of us i believe posted pictures 
uh, or many of us, posted pictures of our ballot online because we objected to that. Correct. Uh, you should be well, free to take a photograph of your ballot yeah. if you want to do that. And, wait wait a second, though, Ian. Um, so I don't think that the taking the video and putting in, of you putting it in the box is necessary because if the gang wants to decide whether or not you've voted, all they have to do is put, get one person on the election board thing to say, uh, yeah, here are the people who went back and got second ballots. Well, so, they're not going to let you get a second ballot if you already put it in the box. Right. I, uh, I, I understand. All they have to do is get a picture of your ballot. Like, click, that's it. Because mm-hmm. if you filled out your ballot... But then they wouldn't know if you actually put it in there. I understand that. Yeah. But they would know whether or not you went back for another. I see what you're Everybody saying. gets a marker, not a pencil, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. that wouldn't give it to them completely, though. They would know that... They would know that you had not cast a different vote. They would not know that that you had cast the vote, vote that you photographed because you could have stuffed it in your pocket and walked away. All right, we got more coming up here. Uh, your thoughts welcome. Our number is eight fifty five four fifty free like freedom. You can join us on the radio. This is free talk. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want here. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. Joining you, it's Ian. The nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. And Mark. And we're going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts. Derek J. Freeman is on the line. You may know him from Derek J.'s Victimless Crime Spree, but more recently, he's the president of AnyPay. And we've been uh, very excitedly telling you about some of the cool stuff that AnyPay is doing. There's always there's always something new uh, that those guys are working on over there. Actually, Ari and I went out to their uh, their home base of operations in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, a little earlier this week, and you were there too. And yes, nobody was nobody. there. That's right. Uh, and we, after a, a just a miserable day on the beach on Memorial Day, we had a nice hour or so with uh, with Derek J and Stephen. Uh, Derek J is on the line here tonight. Uh, what did you want to share with us? I love putting things on the record. I'm always recording videos, publishing them online, making blog posts. And so I would want all of my votes to be public. Now, I can already talk about what things were the way I voted um, mm-hmm. or keep it a secret. But I did something new. Today, I left a true review. It's a review for some salad and some produce that I bought from a store that I signed with the same signature of my Bitcoin wallet that I used to purchase them. In in essence, I linked my purchase to my review Hmm. in a way that's mathematically, cryptographically uh, cryptographically provable. So everyone can know this review actually happened. I actually bought the product because there's tons of stores. They love to get reviews. But what about all those fake ones? Mm -hmm. Huge problem. Mm -hmm. I want truth. 
I want authenticity. Yeah, I don't want the I competition want coming in, making up a bunch of claims that aren't true about something yeah. just because they can post mm. some, some fake reviews. I really don't read reviews for this very reason. Because there's mm. too much junk? I, I just don't know how much junk right. there is and what there isn't. And um, I find that you know, it's, it's bad enough that customers out there, some of them are nuts, right? Like, they're just absolutely sure. crazy. And they're going to write things, or they have unreasonable expectations. The customer or, is not always right. Or, or a whole <laughs> variety of things. I mean, I remember... Sometimes they need to get kicked out of the store. Probably more than 10 years ago, I sold something on eBay. The guy gave me, uh, you know, some bad rating. I don't remember mm-hmm. how they used to rate on eBay. Gave me a bad rating because something that I didn't mention was included wasn't included. Mm. Right, like he expected mm-hmm. to get something and he didn't get it, right. but it wasn't mentioned. Uh, upon looking at it, I see you didn't have this thing mentioned, but I expected to get it, so I gave you a less than stellar review. Like it wasn't in the description. That guy exists, and people like mm-hmm. him, right. so they're hard enough to deal with. And mm-hmm. then there's the trolls out there that are just trying just to get haters. you to buy their stuff. Yeah. Well, the nice thing about hanging your reviews off actual transactions on the blockchain is, in order to to do that to you, a competitor would first have to give you money, um, and they're going mm-hmm. to hesitate to do, do that, that if their intent is to harm you. Right. It's almost like yeah, adding a proof public. of work. Yeah, because, I mean, so I could be a public persona. I could be me, Derek J., leaving a review for a business. Or I could use a wallet that's owned by, say, a, a pseudonymous person. So I could be like, there's a, a food reviewer in the area who goes by the Phantom Gourmet. And you don't know if the Phantom Gourmet is in your restaurant. Mm. you know. But the Phantom Gourmet could leave a truly authentic review this way, and no one else could impersonate him. Mm. Mm-hmm. Really, so I think really sharp. How does it work? Tell me more. You said you did this today. So, by what we mechanism did, did you do this? So, it was made possible uh, by a few different components. People who value truth and and freedom. First of all, a group of people called True Reviews. They came up with this system. Mm-hmm. Second of Is all, we used Bitcoin. Uh, TrueReviews.io. Mm-hmm. Second, we used Bitcoin. Bitcoin made this possible because of the cryptography involved. So when I used my wallet to pay for the salad, I then used the same wallet to sign my review. So I posted that to the blockchain. And um, third, AnyPay made it possible because AnyPay linked them all together. So the merchant is using AnyPay. Mm -hmm. The customer is uh, using an AnyPay product called Energy City. When they swipe their money button, it pays for their product and leaves a receipt. They can click that receipt, leave a review, and they are the only person who can do that. Only the owner of that wallet who paid for the product can leave a review. Now, is the review linked to the address, to the public key? Um, and, and the reason I ask this is if the, uh, if the review is linked to the public key, then anybody who pays that wallet that you paid uh, by virtue of having an address attached to that, uh, uh, they're, they're paying an address which is derived from the same public key, and hopefully they would be able to see that, that review because they're paying the same person. Is, is that how this works? Or I'm not sure I understand what you're saying. Uh, basically, what I'm saying is, is anybody who has the uh the address to pay the same person able then to look up your review by that address 
That's a great question, and I don't know the answer. I'll tell you this. I'm on the truereviews.io site right now, and there is a search option here where you can search for presumably businesses uh, that have or maybe don't yet have or whatever reviews. So I searched. I presumed that you went to Fresh Press. Is that what you were referring to? Yes. Okay, so I've been to Fresh Press. That's why I knew which one it was, because uh, we took a, a Bitcoin tour in Portsmouth, which is where Derek lives, and they've got several local businesses down there. And uh, when I when you said it was uh, Fresh Salads, I knew it had to be Fresh Press. So I, I typed in Fresh Press, um, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and it came up. Only one review... Uh, is on the site. It is, however, not from you, Derek J., but from Steven Zeiler, who is your partner well, yeah. there. Yes, I was speaking on behalf of Steven. So uh, when I say okay. uh, mm. I did it, yes, it was actually Steven. We were there together. You're, so you're in the photograph. So you're, you're yeah. in the review. You're just not the actual official reviewer of this it says they're verified by any pay it's got steven zeiler at moneybutton.com which is money button is the the method uh by which you paid bitcoin now you say bitcoin but just to be clear it's bitcoin sv only that allows this right this isn't something that you can do with bitcoin cash right it wouldn't be possible mm. because the data that we're actually storing in the blockchain the text There's and a photo. The, the pictures and the, right. the rest um it requires a blockchain that can fit data. Okay. And it goes inside the blockchain. It's not mm-hmm. held outside like segregated witnesses. That's correct. The signature nice. is there. Amazing. Nice. Uh, and the, the signature and the, uh, and the text or just the signature, the text and the signature. It all, nice. it all goes onto the chain. Okay. Very cool. And so this seems like a pretty new website is still in an alpha version, by the way. So for those unfamiliar, alpha is like a very, very early test operation. Usually you can't even use something in alpha as a a member of the public. So this is pretty brand new. Thanks for breaking this news here tonight, uh, Derek J. Freeman. Maybe we're going to see more of this in the future. Was there anything else you wanted to share? Well, yeah, you guys were talking about uh, voting and whether or not people wanted to make it public. And this is a way that you could vote for something um this this technology of signing your vote uh and then having it be cryptographically provable to others is reality today it's not just speculation and as as mm-hmm. about the ratings on twitter and and trump saying oh we don't want these ratings he's going to shut them down i say do more we should have more ratings that it's the same as having a warning symbol or a warning label like oh this this product might contain nuts or something okay so why not let as many people leave reviews or warnings or attach their name to um, a person's claim as as possible and let it all get sorted out. So if CNN says this is fake news, but then um, next news media says, no, this is authentic. I can say, okay, well, look, these, these two people disagree. And now I have a reputation that CNN lies and, Next News Network tells the truth. Derek J. Freeman, thank you, as always, for staying on the cutting edge of some cool blockchain technology for us. And be sure you check out AnyPayInc.com and check out uh, the AnyPay cash register as well, especially if you're in business you want to start taking Bitcoin and other cryptos at your point of sale. Free Talk Live, you are invited here to join us and take control of the airwaves. Our number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. It's 855-450-3733. Coming up, we still have the latest on what's going on in Minnesota with the protests that have turned into riots, have turned into pretty uh, egregious property destruction, 
and all of this over just an absolutely horrifying murder caught on video by mm-hmm. Minneapolis police uh, choking the life out of a man. Uh, we will tell you about that coming up here in moments. If you want to weigh in, you're welcome to join us, whether it's on this topic or the Communications uh, Decency Act that looks like Trump wants to gut Section 230 out of. We started the show with that or even the secret ballot discussion. All of those are good or whatever's on your mind. At toll free number 855-450-FREE. Like you, freedom. you claim that uh, this uh, police officer uh, killing this uh, guy during an arrest was murder. Which degree murder is it? Well, that's a great question because it's probably not murder when the police do it. There's probably like a, a legal exemption for the, sure, sure. the let's, cops. Let's, not, let's talk about a moral murder as opposed to a legal mm-hmm. murder because cops, uh, you know, the, the the laws are written for the ruling class, and cops are part of the ruling class, or at least the protectors mm. of the ruling class. What, what I would say there is everything that I saw on that man's face, um, his uh, the ev- everything that I saw in his action made me think that he intended to kill that man, and I I personally he certainly believe didn't stop when he could that, have. That is the case, that he intended to kill that man, that he had some reason for doing it, like maybe somebody had told him, go out and kill somebody today. Um, well, that seems unlikely to me, but I, you know, uh, like you can, you can interpret it, what you want off yeah. the guy's face. That's fine. But cops are trained very specifically and for probably pretty good reason to not really listen to the people whom they're arresting yeah but they're also not trained to put their knee on somebody's right. throat he, his knee was in the wrong place i'm not claiming mm, he, yeah. he, he wasn't i'm just curious what kind of murder it is if it's murder well first degree murder is premeditated yep correct so that means that second degree murder is not premeditated he, d- he probably mm. didn't know really who the guy was or like it's probably it doesn't seem to be some kind of uh, ongoing animosity between the two so first degree murder doesn't seem to really be a thing well here, wait a right? minute at what point well, does it have to be there's... first hold on what at what point does it have to be planned in order for it to mm. be first degree if you if this cop had never heard of this guy before didn't wake up in the morning with the intention to go and commit murder against somebody today but then decided in the, you know, like right when he was pulling the guy over, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and ice this guy. That would be premeditated, right? It Even would. though there's no evidence for it. Right. Well, there's mm. no evidence for it. Yeah. So likely it will not be premeditated. But there's also another kind of murder, which is called felony murder. For example, if I'm engaged oh, in I'm the commission of a this. felony, to wit, selling marijuana, someone comes in pulls a gun on me, threatens my life, I pull out a gun, I get him before he gets me, I kill him. Guess what? I'm considered to be guilty of felony murder because someone died while I was in commission of a felony. And I believe that's treated uh, similarly to, if not the same as, premeditated murder. I would disagree with your assertion on that i would say that somebody had to be murdered in order at the very least some mm-hmm. kind of uh homis- uh, you know illegal homicide well, had here's to an example of of felony murder prosecutions that have really taken place um you're out committing a felony with your friend joe Police show up and shoot your friend Joe. Yep. Guess what? You can be charged with felony murder. In some states, and I don't think the general public finds that to be an acceptable way to uh, charge people. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it hasn't happened. I just don't think that most people are like, wait, so you shot the other guy and then charged him, the, the, the 
you know, the other mm-hmm. crook with murder? The cops shot the other guy and then charged the crook with murder? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, um, it doesn't to me, although to some extent the concept of felony murder makes sense in that, let's say, right. it, let's say it played out a different way. They went in and c- intending to rob me but not kill me, but ended up killing me in the process. That is a much better case. Right. That's what the felony murder case w- statute was originally intended to do. It was explained to, to me this way. Uh, you know, the two of us go to a convenience store. I leave you in the car with the uh, uh, the keys r- running, the car running, and uh, I go in. I rob the place. I decide to shoot the guy on the way out. You, you know, take me in the car. We split the money, and mm-hmm. uh, you're a murderer. Even though you didn't know anything about it, or he, well, didn't um, know I mean, you probably heard the well, bang. The big question <laughs> there, as I understand it, is going to be: Was I aware of the robbery? Because if I was aware of the robbery, I'm liable for the murder. Right. Um, you would certainly have to know that the robbery was going to occur ahead of time. Right. At that point, you're committing a felony. Right. Otherwise, I'm still liable maybe for accessory after the fact if I drove you away from the scene, even if it I didn't It ain't going to look good that you took half the money. Uh, yeah, and taking taking <laughs> part of the money, that's definitely not going to look good. All right. Uh, let's go to Rusty. He's in Carolina. Not sure which one. Rusty, you're on Free Talk Live. I'm on the air. You are on the air for the moment. Go ahead. LRN.FM. That up. We're just going to go. 855 450 free. That's eight. I don't know if it was going to be a good accent, but he was trying something there. Yep. Uh, you've got to remember we're on broadcast radio, so if you say something that sounds like the S word or the F word or a few others, we unfortunately have to say goodbye. But you can always call another night and try the crank again all right so uh i think we finished up this voting conversation unless you guys felt like you didn't get everything in there's only one thing i'd add which Mm -hmm. is that the intercoin voting differs from most voting in that you might just be casting a vote that's uh that is binding on a consent community for example users of a particular coin and in that case there's no question that that the uh that the voting is okay if it's part of the contract that underlies uh, the coin, and you can avoid the consequences of the vote by not using the coin. Mm-hmm. So consent communities uh, would would have a whole different set of uh, considerations when it when it comes to voting. Uh, other than unlike a government which is imposed upon you whether right. or not you consent. So to go back, uh, before we get into the riots and such going on in different places of the country right now, I just wanted to finish up a little bit more about this executive order that Donald Trump wrote today and signed. A section according to The Hill of the Order would direct complaints about alleged political bias on platforms like Twitter uh, to the Federal Trade Commission and encourage the agency to review whether they constitute, quote, unfair or deceptive business practices, unquote. The Trump administration created a tool last year for reporting claims of bias on social media platforms. The White House first acknowledged vague plans for the executive order on Wednesday evening. Officials worked out to finalize the details and a draft version had leaked that did closely line up with the, follow- the final order. The executive order follows a multi-day feud between the president and Twitter, which is his favorite social media platform. At least that's the one that he's known for yeah, using. Yeah, he's certainly known for tweeting quite a I, bit. I've got to say I have some sympathy for the position. Once a platform... Position? Uh, Trump's, Trump's? To some extent. Now, I'm not, I'm not supporting it. I say I have some sympathy, and that's a different You feel statement. sorry for it. Um, listen to what I have to say. Um, the 
the, the concern is is that once a platform gets so large and so ubiquitous, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking of I'm thinking of you, YouTube, you, Facebook, maybe Twitter to some extent. Um, whatever the platform might be, I, I would definitely include Twitter in in my version of this definition, and I'm I'm with you there. Yeah, once it gets large enough, and I don't know how to define this, I'm not exactly sure, but then they become sort of the public square, as it were, where speech should be allowed. Now, I get that once you're allowing any kind of speech, that uh, it tends to drive out those with the more. Hold on, did you just say that? The bigger the company gets, the more it becomes a public square. Are you saying that a successful company should become nationalized? I'm not uh, claiming that it should become nationalized. I'm claiming that the rules get a little different. When, when but they, why? When they choose to only allow one group of people to speak, then it looks like that's the majority opinion in society as a whole. And it isn't necessarily the case. This By just God, seems like jealousy to me. Tumblr... This seems it, like jealousy. It may very well be. I have no it's idea. Not your, your I don't website. see it as jealousy as all. Well, it's all. it's it's not your website. Okay, mm-hmm. so other people ran a website in a way that you wouldn't have run the website. That's correct. And you're mad because they're able to sculpt their website to look the way they want it to. Well, that's what you're supposed to be able to do with your website, whether or not mm-hmm. you're successful or whether you're brand new or you're unsuccessful. See, the danger there, to, from from my point of view, and like I say, I'm ambivalent on this on on this point i i understand i think what mark is saying which is once a once a uh service becomes so ingrained that literally it's the only way to reach a massive number of people and uh the facebook twitter youtube uh, the problem is at that point it becomes very possible to control the discussion of the entire nation by controlling those platforms, and that's very dangerous, I think. But they at should the be free to time, have that. We're coming up. Mojo would swallow things whole: a chicken carcass, a bird nest, and assorted stones and sticks. After surgery, Mojo had skin issues. He was constantly itching and scratching, chewing the hair right off of his legs. D i n o v i t e dot com. On the Dynavite, all of these symptoms disappear. Dynavite is nutrition. If you love your dog, you need to put him on Dynavite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Free Talk This is Free Talk Live, launching into the third hour of the program. As always, you're invited if you want to join us here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. And we've got the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. We can get to those calls, your calls, and thoughts about whatever you want coming up. What's happening with the riots uh, that originally were protests and then became pretty destructive over the last, what, 48 hours that uh, essentially they've been going on in Minneapolis, apparently have spread to other cities. We can talk about that. And, of course, you can bring up whatever uh, you want to discuss. Also, we've been discussing the Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. That doesn't sound particularly interesting, right? <laughs> Section 2, whatever, of this and that act. Well, this one's kind of important because it is the legal framework that essentially allows uh, companies on the internet to 
uh, to allow their users to publish things to their platform. So it could be as simple as a comment section over at electnobody.com, or it could be a massive mega website like YouTube that allows, in theory, anyone to post mostly whatever content uh, that they want to, and 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 I don't, you know, I don't want to put words in you guys' mouth, but uh, nobody and Mark and Ian are in the studio here tonight, and nobody and Mark. It seemed like you guys had, I don't know, I don't want to say you agree with Trump on this, but it seems like you sort of sort of understand the mentality, or there's uh, something to the statement, right? Like the for me, the libertarian statement um, that hey, it's your business. It's your platform. It's your website. It's your website. You can do what you want on it. It holds a lot of resonance. Yeah. Until you sort of see, um, you know, these these big organizations that have, oh, I don't know, maybe worked with the NSA and the CIA for um, a decade or more in order to further cement their power. I don't know. Like, I'm just imagining some dark things may go on. Just me guessing here. Right. I don't know. But somehow or another, they get so big that they become the public forum as opposed to just a place to give your opinion. You know, it's one thing if you go on like Stormfront, which is a well-known white supremacist uh, website, and you go on there and you say, I don't think this is exactly the way it should be, fellas. Right. Like you go on there. Yeah. You know, nobody nobody really cares in Stormfront. They'll cuss you out or whatever. But when you go on Facebook and Facebook decides, look, I don't like what you have to say and you're not going to get to say it. And that's happened here on Free Talk Live. We got banned from Facebook. And it's fine. For 30 days. It isn't fine. Yeah, it is. It's not our website. How? how I don't understand it's how unjust. somebody... It's I don't understand. It sounds like to me like you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. You're like, mm-hmm. well, I like the idea of private property, but if you get too successful, then you need to be subject to what? Government regulation? Rules? Um, arbitrary diktats by bureaucrats? I, okay, here here's a very similar position. Um, and and maybe maybe it'll help you see where I'm coming from. I don't believe in anti-discrimination laws. Okay, I think in general they're bad. Meaning, you think but, that someone should be free to discriminate yes, in their place of business? Someone should for be instance. free to discriminate in their place of business. Mm-hmm. But let's say that the government has come in and formed a cartel, mm-hmm. like it has in the banking industry, yeah. and that all of the members of that cartel then choose to discriminate against, say, users of cryptocurrency mm-hmm. in order to maintain a competitive advantage that cannot be assailed. Yeah. Well, be because of that involvement, then I think then I definitely have some sympathy with the idea that either the people that they discriminate against should be released from those laws so they can go out and form their own bank, mm-hmm. okay, or should be um, free to bring suit against the banking cartel. I don't and disagree. Say, hey, if you're going to be a cartel, you've got but to. But that doesn't apply uh, here. I don't disagree with what you're saying there. If you're going to live and die by the state, which is what the banks do, right. then you will be subjected to all the state's rules, which mm-hmm. include lawsuits and things like that. But that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about a state-enforced cartel like the banking system. We're mm-hmm. talking about what is a relatively free marketplace 
as far as you compare the different industries of businesses out there, you know, you don't mm-hmm. generally need to get a health code permit or an occupancy permit or a license of some sort to go and open a website. All you need to do is either know how to host it yourself and put your own server online or mm-hmm. hire somebody to do it for you. And of course, your IP, uh, well, your your ISP will throttle your, uh, you know, will th- throttle people's uh, bandwidth to your site, whereas it will increase the bandwidth to things like facebook and amazon and well if it gets paid to do that then they should be free to do that that's not again what we're talking about with the idea of a government enforced cartel I, I look. Um, I look. I don't. You like, want to start a website and compete I don't want, with Facebook? Uh, I don't go like, ahead. I don't like un- injustice or a fixed stacked, uh, fixed game or a stacked mm-hmm. deck, and I don't care whether a private organization's doing or the government's doing. Then it. don't use their website. I look. Uh, there you are still plenty, are. Which oh, website are you referring talk, to? Facebook. Right. Uh, for all your talk about how you don't like this and that, you're the one who's there. I use mm-hmm. Facebook as a marketing tool for Free Talk Live. Okay, well then you got to accept whatever the problems are with that marketing tool. I get that there are problems with it, and mm-hmm. I point them out all the time as often as I can. Sure, and you're, Look, that's fine to point them out, but then you cross a line when you start say, talking like you were talking earlier. Like, well, once you get too big, we need to look at the government here or something. That seemed like what you were I, saying. I don't know what I'm saying, Ian. Okay, well then why mm-hmm. don't you figure it out? I don't have a solution other than... Here's your solution. The free marketplace, or what semblance of a marketplace Mm -hmm. that we have. As I was saying, the market... The free market isn't working. Right? We don't have the a free, free market. market has done nothing but make Facebook bigger. We the, don't have a free market, okay. but you <laughs> have the freedom on the internet to start a competing website. There's nothing stopping you from doing that. That's the correct. people over at Gab decided they wanted to do something like that, and they did it. How'd and that the go people, for them? They're still around, I think. Uh, they and they got a lot of press coverage and this and that mm-hmm. and there's there's other options and other alternatives out there including mm-hmm. some decentralized ones okay yep you see the the issue so quit bitching and do something the the issue that I have and one of the reasons that I have some sympathy for Mark's position and even for Trump's position is that the the media is in my opinion pretty much a wholly owned subsidiary of the government because the government owns all the licenses. Do you mean Facebook, or are you talking about I'm, I'm media talking like television? I'm talking about the and- major the major media uh, in terms of TV, radio, yes. what sure. have you. Well, the reason that Facebook became preeminent, or one of the major reasons that Facebook became preeminent, is the amount of media attention that was poured on them by the major media. The major media doesn't. When? Uh, doesn't talk about what gets posted to places other than Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Are you talking about in generally. recent years, or are you talking about when Facebook was growing? Um, both, but was more Facebook so as, in recent years. Yeah, I was going to say, in, um, in 2008 and 2009 or whatever, when Facebook was... Uh, was growing and competing with places like MySpace, for instance, or 2006 or whenever, that that sort of time frame. I don't think they had the same media clout that they do today. I don't think they had the same clout, but I think they were pushed by the media in ways that other uh, other platforms 
have not been. I think that. But who could have known ex- that Mark Zuckerberg's little, uh, you know, college website? I'm not sure Facebook has the clout well, that Twitter has. See, I mean, the reporters are just gaga over Twitter. Twitter people, mm-hmm. people do like Twitter because uh, it's you know kind of a different platform than Facebook. It's supposedly mm-hmm. easier to reach influential people uh, on Twitter. Yeah, every time I've sent a tweet to an influential person, they've never paid attention yeah, to sure. me. I don't even have a, a green check next to my name. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Yeah, how do you get I, that yeah, anyway? Vermin Supreme couldn't get a green check next really? to his name. Yeah. Well, they, it's very important to Twitter and to Facebook right. to control the narrative. Sure. And, and they should be able the, to. Um, see, it's their website. That's, they should control whatever they want about it. Yeah. In, in a perfect world, because as soon I would as you agree say, with you. Because as soon as you say that they shouldn't, and I'm not saying you're saying they shouldn't, mm-hmm. you're just sort of complaining well, they about shouldn't. it. Mm-hmm. They but should not control the narrative. Through what mechanism? What? Through what? Like, what's going to prevent them from doing oh, that? Oh, I, I, I'm not coming up with a system for uh, doing it, but I'm yeah. saying mm-hmm. you shouldn't lie. You shouldn't censor speech, mm-hmm. especially speech that isn't outrageously uh, false. But you should also have the ability to construct whatever sort of website you want to, which has whatever claims you want to. Whether you're talking about some outrageous, ridiculous claim like right. the, the earth is flat, or whether you're yeah, talking about you favor, you well, favor let's political start party. by eliminating broadcast licenses and see if the market you. opens up to a wider variety I don't think I don't of, think that eliminating broadcast licenses is going to put a stop to uh, social media behemoths, but it wouldn't hurt. There's more coming up. It is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. And you can uh, do that. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. And we do have what is a mostly open platform here on Free Talk Live, meaning that you are welcome to call and express yourself. However, we're not obligated to give you any significant amount of time unless you're interesting. Uh, Yeah, right. We'll, we'll keep you on longer if you're, you know, you're interesting. And, and sometimes we're just in a rush, you know, just because we uh, end the call sooner rather than later doesn't mean you weren't interesting. It may mean that we have other people on hold that we want to get on the air and give them a chance to Right, we uh, can't just uh, monopolize the show. I mean, we make right. our decisions to take a call or not take a call or, you know, extend a call or not extend a call based on a variety of reasons. Right, so while mm-hmm. we allow anyone to call in about any topic, so long as it's within the FCC's bounds, which is still, you know, relatively large range... We also are regularly sculpting the message that Mm -hmm. people hear on this radio program. And one of the ways that we do that is through the way, of course, that we respond to the callers, but also in which order that we take the calls and, you know, the topics that we're discussing. So we have control over a fair amount of things here on Free Talk Live. This is our Mm -hmm. property and we get to make the decisions about it. And that's mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. And if we all of a sudden get on 700 radio stations, which isn't really possible, but you know, 500 is technically, mm-hmm. uh, as far as talk radio stations are concerned. Is it concerned. Rush still on 600? I don't think so. Probably not these days. He's okay. probably in the 500 range, would be my guess. Mm-hmm. There's, but, just not, uh, there's just not 600 talkers in America? There are probably, but they're probably not in that you could be... Like, there's so, only so many marketplaces. Yeah. yeah. So, um, anyway, we're going to get into your phone calls and thoughts here. I just, I just wanted to put out the idea that, look, if... I understand it's frustrating when there's a mega behemoth in in an industry, right? Like they are generally awful and their policies are no fun to work for as an employee and infrequently they affect uh, the average folks in certain undesirable ways. So I get mm-hmm. I get all that and I get the frustrations. I quit Facebook more than two years ago and it's been great for me personally. Yeah, um, I mean, so I support that. I don't think but, Facebook's the worst of them. I mean, if you you know look at YouTube. 
YouTube? And, well, YouTube, which is Google, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I use Google products, but I think YouTube is a really controlled platform. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I think they they very much cut out uh, political content that they disagree with. Demonetize. Um, demonetize. Yeah. I mean, they have all, all kinds very... of ways of controlling speech yeah. uh, there, and it seems to be the only one uh, sort of, you know, well, that's the big one. Out there. there are other ones. There's Vimeo and there's Metacafe. D Live. Uh, D- well, D Live's a live streaming platform, but mm-hmm. okay. uh, these are video on demands, is what we're kind of talking about with YouTube. Although mm-hmm. YouTube has a live streaming aspect, it came later rather than was originally designed. Yeah, that was an add on. Um, but let me get to these phone calls here. Some folks have been waiting uh, patiently, including David in Michigan listening to WKHM there in Jackson. Go ahead, David. Well, good evening, gentlemen. Hi, David. Hey. Go ahead. Pleasure to speak with pleasure to speak with both of you again and there's three of us but go I'll ahead it's true well, I'm, uh, staying nobody's corrected. here that's okay go ahead what's on your mind <laughs> it's a virtual it's a virtual host um i want to keep it interesting and you know it reminds me of obama said you didn't build that airwave what do you mean i didn't build that airwave is that what he said? Airwave? I thought he just said you didn't, you didn't build, build that. that. Yeah. No, That's how he's, no. He's applying it just as an analogy. Yeah. Just as an analogy. You okay. didn't build. Well, you can't build an airwave, can you? I mean, I suppose you could harness an airwave or yeah. however yeah. Marconi and the, the, the pioneers did that. It's an RF sitting wave. In Jackson, yes. Michigan, sitting here in Jackson, Michigan, on Lansing Avenue, which is just north 35 miles from where I live here, there's a bike shop on the corner. Been there forever. I'm 57. I've grown up in this town. That, that is open, but there is a shortage of bicycles here. Have okay. you guys heard that out there? No, I shortage heard of bicycles. This. Now I haven't heard that. Hmm. There is a tremendous shortage of bicycles. I actually, you know what? I did hear. I did hear that uh, bicycles are going pretty hot and heavy, fast off the shelves around the United States because I imagine people want to cut down on their spending and if they can uh, avoid driving the car around then that's one way to do it right Mm. is is that what's driving this that that's part of it i think the other part is you know probably the majority of them are built right there in china oh yeah good yeah factory's been shut down there's also uh you know we have uh legal well legal marijuana shops here in Oh, oh heck, they're open, but you can't open a bar. It's insane, a restaurant isn't it? Bar mm-hmm. within a hundred yards of me, I'm looking at the Greystone Tavern on Lansing Avenue in Jackson. It's been there probably. It used to be an old uh, 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 horse stable, basically, on the mm-hmm. route to Lansing, I, I suppose. And and can you get yeah. stoned at the Greystone ta- Tavern? <laughs> oh, oh, I've done it. I finance. I financed them for years. Nice. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. So what but, you're pointing uh, out is there's a lot of arbitrary, uh, you know, decisions being made by the government goons there in uh, in Michigan, oh, and it's frustrating. God. It's frustrating. Goons, you're giving goons a bad name. When we're talking <laughs> about Whitmer and her. Uh, What's, She's a monster, isn't she? Yeah. What else is happening there? I mean, I know there was the uh, the mass haircutting event that happened, I think, last week, about mm. this time last week. Uh, what's the latest? Has he there was, been anything that's developed this week there yes, in Michigan? Yes. Yes. That particular barber 
has now been appealed and overruled by a three-judge panel. Really? Two to one that he's got to stay shut. Oh, God. Mm. The so guy's is... in his 70s. Right. Probably had a shop for, probably been a barber forever. As long as we've look been alive. The, oh, look at the economic oh, effect. Now, Jackson's, what, 30,000 people, 160,000 in the county, maybe. And it is happening throughout Michigan and these other states. And gosh, like you guys were saying, what, how much of the business is going to come back? Is there going to be the money to get a $6 hamburger, which is worth it? Is what about haircuts? My God, dentists, well, dentists, for an example. My prediction, if they is, or my observation is that what they seem to be trying to do is crush small business while reinforcing the big boys, you know, and redirect as much wealth as possible to members of what George Carlin called the club. It's a great big club, and you you're not in it. In it. Damn and right. and Damn look right. up that routine that. if you haven't heard it recently. Yeah, I don't know if that's the truth, Bing. but it's certainly the result. Yes. Thank you, David, for your call, and thanks for the update on Michigan, because I had not seen the news that, indeed, uh, Michigan appeals court, so it wasn't the federal courts yet, says mm. barbershop must close despite the protests. Uh, NPR with the report that they have said that a lower court judge got it wrong by refusing to enforce an order to shut down a Wasso Michigan barber, Carl Mankey, who gained fame and or notoriety, for cutting hair in defiance of Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer's COVID-19 emergency orders. The orders include a ban on barbers and hair salons. Gretchen, that's worse than Karen. Doing business <laughs> during the declared crisis. Mackey's refusal to follow the orders sparked a May 20th demonstration in front of the Michigan Capitol. This is where we, what we talked about. Dozens of barbers and hairstylists openly defied the order with free haircuts. Michigan State Police issued seven citations at the demonstration. We'll tell you a little bit more about what the court ruled. Again, appeals court in the state of Michigan saying, you got to shut down, obey the governor. 855-450 free slave. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com It's free talk live and you're available if you want, or you're invited rather. If you're available, you're invited to call in and join us on the radio. You can talk nice about save. anything. You, what did you say? Nice save. Okay, thanks. Uh, I thought you said something about stay safe. I hear that so often these days, and it's so frustrating. Drive fast and take chances, people. <laughs> there you go. Mm, take a risk and grow. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it is. That's how you grow in life. You got to get out of your comfort zone, and in order to do that, you got to take risks. So, totally agree. Yeah, risks. Really. Risks, if calculated, are a good idea. <laughs> sure, but, but you have to take risks. Wild risks for no reason, not particularly a good idea. And yeah. speaking of of uh, calculated risks, 
Uh, I wanted to get in a few words about the uh, Church of the Invisible Hand. We've mm-hmm. just uh, achieved, we've just uh, obtained our new server after a stellar oh, couple months of fundraising, and uh, and we're going to be working to set up an exchangeless platform where you can send your dollars and get cryptocurrency in return, or you can send your cryptocurrency and get dollars in return. And so keep posted with with that. If you've got dollars or crypto that you want to yeet for now, get in touch with me on Discord at discord.lrn.fm. But eventually you'll be able to go to our very own website and take care of that. Excellent, and I'm sure you'll announce that once that is available. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we're going to go back to more of your calls and thoughts, and then we can tell you more um, about what's going on in Michigan with the Michigan barber who has now gone to a Michigan appeals court uh, where the appeals court panel says the lower court judge got it wrong by refusing to enforce an order to shut down the Owasso, Michigan barber Carl Mankey. The appeals court says... That, uh, let's see, the refusal to follow the order shutdown sparked this demonstration we talked about with the dozens of haircuts being given uh, by a variety of barbers and hairstylists and several citations issued at that. Mankey's attorney argued, among other things, that the order to pull his barber's license and close his shop violated his First Amendment right to protest the reach of the governor's executive orders. And the higher court has disagreed. We'll share their opinion with you here in just a moment. But let's go first to uh, Steve. He's in Arkansas listening to KPFW. Hello, Steve. Hey, guys. How are you all today? Welcome, sir. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to talk for a second about this. You know, I'm sick of seeing all of my my so-called friends on Facebook posting uh, hashtag I can't breathe and look we, everybody in the country except for maybe white supremacists agree that the cop was in the wrong Seems I mean like I, in Minneapolis you know, yeah the guy who choked the yeah victim out. yeah yeah I mean it, the, the video obviously shows that someone else was on the guy's back someone else was on his legs mm-hmm. he didn't need to have his his knee buried in the dude's neck nope um you know I, I can understand if you're trying to gain control of someone that might happen initially and then once you get control the, then that ends um but, but that didn't seem to be happening are, here Mm-mm. yeah no no exactly and and there's there's no justification for what that officer did um now my but my question is is all these people that are posting about it and who are you arguing with i mean nobody disagrees with you yeah i mean um, this it's pretty it, shocking on this particular one considering how many egregious murders that various police have committed on video over the last you know two decades mm-hmm. that i've been paying attention that this is the one now where you're actually even seeing a number of people within the policing profession saying yeah they went too far yeah. uh that's unusual right. yeah and right, yeah and you know, there's, there's just no there's no denying it and i don't know if that's if that's why i mean this is probably you know, there was a few years ago in South Carolina, the gentleman that was running away from the police, and they, yep, they got, shot him several times. Um, you got the kid that was taking a jog in Georgia. There's a now, that wasn't Castillo. police. The, the kid taking a jog one has some uh, mitigating circumstances. Let's but there's call that been one. a ton of these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, look. Well, there's, uh, well hold on. The thing, I think the point is, is that here there have been some that really are crappy 
examples mm-hmm. of how uh, you know black people in America are targeted by police. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just Mike, black people. There's all kinds I, of. I'm not claiming that people. that's the case. Okay. I'm claiming mm-hmm. that that's a claim. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there's the Michael Brown, for instance. Well, did he just rob that convenience store? There's plenty of cases where it's like oh, maybe not the best example, fellas. This one appears to be a re- pretty good example, and maybe that's why they're running with it. Uh, you know, folks are running with it. It's like, right. hey, finally, we got that good example you were looking for. Well, I can understand why people are posting about this, Steve, because folks want to feel like they're heard. They have an opinion about this. And um, if they're not willing to get out in the streets and join a rabid mob of potentially violent looters, uh, then, you know, the posting to the front from the safety of their home into a Facebook or Twitter or something is an alternative. I think that the mostly rich, mostly rich old white people. Probably true. But here's a solution for you. How about we uh, just go ahead and make the uh, the payouts for these things that we're going to have to pay? You know that that's what's going to happen. Taxpayers are going to have to pay mm-hmm. over this. Well, why not take about the police pensions instead? Because I think that might very well change the behavior of if policing they had some agencies. Consequences right? There's, a, the there's really firing. not much for consequences. Yeah. It looks like I, there's going to be some consequences for these guys, but mm-hmm. clearly this guy did not think there would be consequences, or no, he wouldn't have brazen. just laid there with his knee on the guy's neck. I, I think that's a good idea, and I think we should also considering consider as long as we have police who are magic special people that the law doesn't usually apply to, uh, I think they should be required to carry the their own insurance and to pay for their own liability insurance because the taxpayers pay for that right now exactly and what one would expect to happen then is that if a cop was completely irresponsible over a long period of time as many of them are they'd lose their insurance insurance companies would say we're not paying for this anymore Mm -hmm. and they would jack their rates so high that they could no longer practice their profession and that would be a very good Thing. Nobody should propose that. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be. A, I wouldn't Nobody. be opposed to that. And real, real quick, I wanted to let Mark know. Last time I spoke with him, I believe he was in the Marian Islands at the time. We were talking about handguns, and Mark, I did just purchase a Walter um, PPS, so I recommend shooting one of those if you haven't. Well, he can't legally shoot a gun because he's a felon, but uh, maybe in another life. I could observe somebody <laughs> shooting it though, and enjoy. No, I it. said Mark. I said Mark. Mark yeah, is the Mark guy is who's a felon. It, Actually, Mark, two out of the three hosts are felons on the, sh- yes, the show here. True. Nobody's a felon, and Mark is a felon. Hey, Steve, thanks for the recommendation. Thanks for the Thank call tonight, man. We're I appreciate it. Two of us have been caught. <laughs> <laughs> we continue uh, with so Scott. Funny. He's in New York and watching us on Twitch at twitch.lrn.fm. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah, hey there, guys. Um, i got to agree with you on what you said about Jesus a few moments. Can you speak right the, into your microphone? You're a little hard to hear. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I've been on the. I've been on YouTube ever since. You know, you could only upload about ten minutes of video. Oh wow! Yeah, and yeah, I definitely agree. It's crazy. It's crazy how the site has changed. I'm actually a content creator. I have about eight k subs, and yeah, I've been a, uh, suspended a couple of times. You can get copyright strike for nothing, and you'll yep. get your account suspended like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what you said about um but not if you're in the private club. what you said about private um sites and stuff like that i before I discovered this show, I actually called c span a couple of times so I love the idea it's like an open forum, but you know with places like c span you know only old old people watch it right. you got your you you have a like a topic 
every day. You don't have like a free open source. But yeah, the reason why I like this uh, show, I mean, you can talk about anything. I mean, you can talk about Howard Stern's uh, ball sack and Baba Booey's mustache. <laughs> Baba Booey! <laughs> so, <laughs> it's so long since somebody said Baba Booey. I'm going to let that one go. <laughs> Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Because <laughs> uh, I don't think he did technically break any rules there. It was just silly uh thanks for that and that was a good lead up to what i thought yeah. was going to be a crank so it was good it was a good one yeah mm. um yeah not the worst it certainly yeah. it certainly doesn't hit our top 10 we've had some bad ones though so yeah. compared to some of the bad right. ones it's it was, been a, it's oh, been yeah, a real okay. dry period yeah mm. uh 855 450 free that's you know it makes me smile a little bit so you know okay this walter, walter pps looks pretty nice what uh what's the account I I haven't looked that far into oh. it, but it's, I think it's 380. Okay. What I'm seeing. Uh, 855 450 free. That's the toll free line. You can bring up what you want. Maybe a little bit more about the Michigan barber situation. And is there a, a business owner near you that is standing up to the uh, tyrannical COVID crackdown? Yeah, it's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want in these remaining moments. We may have enough time for you if you call in right now at 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, you've got Ian. Nobody. And Mark. And uh, don't forget, you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Keenan, who is a Free Talk Live silver amplifier, has done that and is supporting the show through the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It is a simple method uh, that allows you to get behind what we do here. So if you like Free Talk Live, you like the fact that we do have an open forum where you can call in and talk about anything or listen to people and share their uh, have them share their opinions about whatever uh, then if you appreciate us, please go to amp.freetalklive.com and you can subscribe to the AMP program there. You can use a credit card, you can use PayPal, you can use, uh, let's see, uh, Bitcoin, BTC, if you would like, over at ampamp.freetalklive.com. What about BCH? Well, it would cost a fair, it costs a lot of money to implement Bitcoin. It probably wouldn't cost as much to implement other coins uh, into that system, but it will uh-huh. likely cost quite a bit. And almost no one uses. Um, well, of course, Bitcoin's expensive to use, so that could be why. But we we don't have like a bunch of people banging down the door saying, "Hey, can I use BCH or can I use Dash or can I use Bitcoin SV?" It's not like there's a large okay. demand for it. Unfortunately, there's hardly anybody. Do you have that- the source for that system? Yes, I believe it was an open source oh. uh, system provided by. I'll have to I'll have to do a little digging. Okay. I think it was Mycelium. I think they have a open source system that you can use for website donations. Like okay, that. I'd be interested in having a look at that sometime just to see if there's an easy route to maybe upgrade that software and and get other coins in there because BTC is so expensive to use yeah, now it's, that it's basically I'm suggesting useless. BCH, BSV, Dash, anything yeah. but the original. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, you know, the AMP program is a very small program. I mean, even sure. though we're a nationally syndicated talk show and we've you know, been around for a couple of decades now, we don't even quite have 200 uh, amplifiers. So it's yeah. a, an exclusive group. Then we appreciate all of them, including Keenan, who is a Free Talk Live silver amplifier. You can join him over at amp.freetalklive.com. As we go back to your calls and thoughts, Connor is on the line in Wisconsin uh, listening, he says, for the first time. Connor, how are you tuning us in here tonight? 
Yeah, hi. Um, I actually had never heard of this radio show until uh, Derek from AnyPay. He was on your line earlier today. And oh, he told yeah. Me about your show. Um, Wonderful. So I'm actually the founder and CEO of TrueReviews. We are we just integrated with AnyPay to allow. Uh, we were essentially a blockchain-based review system to uh, use the Bitcoin blockchain, the Bitcoin SE blockchain, uh, to validate reviews by tokenizing proof of purchase and then tying that to a review. Yeah, Derek J. Uh, called earlier and told us about the system, and it seems like it's available uh, right now in an alpha form. TrueReviews.io, was was it? Was that the site? Yep. Uh, and, and I think, you know, the more important thing really is, you know, I was listening to you earlier. First of all, I've enjoyed the conversation. I'm definitely going to tune in to this more. I thought cool. the, the conversation is really interesting. Um, you know, I, I want to say one thing is that, you know, you guys had a whole conversation about the free market and social media companies. And, you know, there is a big opportunity to build alternatives to these existing tech companies that aren't doing things the way that we want them to. And, mm-hmm. um, I, I think, you know, the Bitcoin blockchain, specifically the Bitcoin SD blockchain, um, allows us to build new technologies to really compete with the existing legacy technology companies. Uh, and, and I really am excited about it. I think that, for example, uh, you know, what, what we're doing is leveraging Bitcoin blockchain as a database and, and using that to have some open distributed system to validate reviews, right? But um, I think, I think that, ultimately the key... Oops, sorry. I was going to say, just to, to what you were saying, uh, the Bitcoin SV blockchain has really shown some uh, some promise in recent months. Uh, there's another website called Twitch. That Derek J has promoted uh, here on Free Talk Live. Yeah, which I signed is, up for that. It's also SV based, and it is essentially a competitor to Twitter, uh, except you're writing your posts. You you pay a small amount, like two or three cents worth of Bitcoin SV, and you can post permanently to mm-hmm. the Bitcoin SV blockchain. There's nobody who can no, not you nobody, but there's no one else who can go in and remove your posts. So it's mm-hmm. uncensorable if, effectively. And the same thing's true about these reviews that people are posting through true reviews, isn't that right, Connor? Exactly. And, and the important thing really is that, you know, this isn't new. Uh, when Satoshi Nakamoto created Bitcoin 10 years ago, this is what we should have been working on 10 years ago. Mm. Um, so everyone's now talking about let's build these decentralized platforms and compete with all these platforms well it's, it's right there to build on on the bitcoin sd blockchain um just as satoshi nakamoto envisioned 10 years ago so i really think the bitcoin sd blockchain allows us to to build these competitors that everyone so desperately wants and needs and therefore we don't need regulation that like trump is proposing to Right. To solve the Twitter problem. Because right? that's and not going to solve the problem. I'd like to just point out mm-hmm. to anybody out there, and you guys didn't support what Trump was saying, just to be um, clear. Yes, uh, I'm not proposing any legislation or regulation. Right. I'm saying that there's a real problem here, and I don't know what to do about it. Well, I agree with what Connor's saying. You have to outcompete these people. That's the only mm-hmm. answer, because if you turn to the state, you're going to find that they're not going to solve this problem for you, or they're only going to make things worse, and they're only going to destroy more freedom of speech. Well, the state uh, will likely result. get involved. I mean, let's take a look at what happened with Bitcoin originally. This is a call about cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. and I don't know what happened, but... If I was the conspiratorial sort, I might say that the government somehow got involved in Bitcoin to the point that they to ca- ruin the original they, Bitcoin. They capped the uh, yeah. the transaction amount and uh, you know made Bitcoin yeah. a useless. The, the block size is what you're yeah. talking about, right? The block uh, size that was capped. And yes, I've always thought that uh, that uh, Blockstream, 
which was the company that came in. It brought a bunch of developers, um, and it was, in many cases, as I understand it, the Blockstream developers who were insistent that the block size must not grow. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've always thought that they were influenced somehow well, by government to damage uh, Bitcoin. And the reason is because as an IT professional, once you have a system deployed in production, I believe that you it's absolutely necessary to do whatever it takes to keep that system up and functioning and meeting customers' needs. And that's exactly what the BTC people refused to do when blockchain was or when Bitcoin was at its height in what should have been our shining hour they dropped the ball. They refused to implement the obvious solution, and which is what caused Richard Veer to have to fork Roger BC or no. uh, Roger Veer to have to fork. Sorry, if, uh, Connor, go ahead. BC. What do you think about that? Real quick, go ahead. Well, I, I think the important thing is is look. There's been a lot of cryptocurrency infighting for the past ten years, mm -hmm. and and I think Bitcoin has lost the battle of digital payments to legacy financial systems like PayPal, Venmo, all these things. But the important thing to remember. Is that the Bitcoin SD? We don't need to argue anymore. The Bitcoin SD blockchain works. It is Bitcoin as it was originally intended. And you can now build really innovative technology. So, in our case, for example, so we've now partnered with AnyPay. And now, what we can do is you can go into a store, you can pay with cryptocurrency, then that purchase can be tokenized on the blockchain. So, when you go to make a real review later on, we can actually validate you're not some person just astroturfing reviews, but we can actually solve this astroturf problem by validating things onto this distributed blockchain. So the important thing really is that like, we don't need to fight anymore. There's a blockchain that does everything that everyone wants, and it's there. It works right now, and you can build oh, technology people are gonna that fight, are Connor. <laughs> even though, <That's> fine. <laughs> even though listen, you've got a really useful blockchain, mm -hmm. and I've seen some pretty cool tools, there's for whatever reason, people love their little teams. They love their uh, their fighting, right. and they love their disagreements. So it's like so we can build innovative technology above Sorry? Is your system open source? Uh, well, what system? So we use a wallet that is open source. Is that what you're concerned okay. about? Uh, well, okay. Obviously, the, the blockchain itself is, is open source. I guess the question is, um, how difficult would it be for other sites to say, well, you can leave your review here instead because, for example, the true review site is down? Uh, how yeah, difficult so, would that I mean, be? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, that's why, honestly, we're not trying to be a competitor to TripAdvisor. We're building technology that TripAdvisor could use, for example, right? So the, the important thing to do is no one understands this blockchain thing. Let's build these technologies that are actually innovative, that aren't possible without a global blockchain. Let's build that technology and then allow other companies to use it. And that's how you get mass adoption of cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. You don't get mass adoption of cryptocurrency by going and telling your friends and family, hey, we have this new monetary system and it's going to be the fiat system and by the way digital payments are really cool like people don't care about that anymore especially mm. right yeah and so they especially don't care if you tell them you got to pay five dollars to send a transaction like you do on the uh, the bitcoin <laughs> btc blockchain hey mm. connor great hearing from you thanks for sharing your uh, tech with us tonight i definitely appreciate what you guys are doing out there and I'm, it'll be interesting to see how that grows uh in the future and if you know people actually start to adopt it because it sounds pretty useful uh, we are out of time for tonight. Don't forget, electnobody.com. He's getting ready to kick off his campaign next week. Yep. So if you want to help him out, you can get on over there, and there are ways to do that. It's electnobody.com. And we will see you tomorrow night. Actually, the Marianas edition of Free Talk Live is live from the uh, Northern Mariana Islands tomorrow night. So stay tuned for that. Meantime, join us at freetalklive.com. 
All right, it's another edition of the Edgington Post Show. I am Mark Edge, coming to you for Free Talk Live. Today I have with me Dr. Carol Osborne. Dr. Carol, you there? I am indeed. Now, you're a veterinarian by trade, is that correct? I am. And I got an email that's, that, that suggests whether or not dogs can, uh, that, that maybe dogs can detect the coronavirus. And I just, I got to hear more. Well, dogs can absolutely detect coronavirus. And what's going on right now, Mark, is they've got a couple teams of dogs. They've got one team in London. They've got another team at the University of Pennsylvania. And they're starting out a group of about eight dogs. It's going to take about six weeks. And they are going to odor imprint. Um, In other words, teach the dogs to recognize the odor of COVID-19. And once they've done that successfully, they're going to take these dogs out into the real world so that they can help us not only to end the current pandemic, but also to help prevent a reemergence uh, of a second one. It's fascinating. And you're, mean... prob- <laughs> you're probably thinking, man, how is that possible? Well, I'm going to tell you, in our brains, Mark, just about half of our brain is filled with receptors for vision. Yep. So wherever we go, we, you know, we walk in the room and we see the room. Yep. But in a dog's brain, almost half of it is filled with receptors for smell. So dogs have a sense of smell that is so far above one's imagination. You can't believe it. And the fact is every disease from influenza to cancer has its own unique odor. So what happens is you get a disease. uh, It causes volatile compounds to be produced in your blood. And then those compounds uh, are released through your sweat, perspiration, and urine. And each disease, uh, again, has its own unique odor. So let's go back to malaria. Dogs were used, in fact, to diagnose malaria by the smell. And the level of accuracy was above that needed for a diagnosis by the World Health Organization. So the level of accuracy is huge. And this is fast effective and a non-invasive method that we can take these dogs, we can take teams of dogs, we can in fact deploy them at airports, bus stations, train stations, hospitals, schools, etc. to sniff out the asymptomatic carriers as well as people walking around with a fever because dogs can also tell when you have a fever And these people will be rounded up. Again, they would obviously be retested. But it's a pretty terrific way to put an end to this whole COVID-19 crisis. It really is. Now, I know dogs can smell cancer, too. I've seen uh, stories on that. And that was sort of my reference point for starting with this. Um, Is it a particular type of dog going to be better at this? I mean, would you want a bloodhound and not a Doberman? I mean, exactly what are we looking for here? You know, that's, that's, that's a great, that's a great question. Um, Generally, you know, these dogs certainly are screened uh, for, you know, certain level of intelligence and, and personality traits. But in general, you know, you think of the shepherds and the labs. Uh, what I thought was interesting is that the team in London uh, is headed up by a Cocker Spaniel, <laughs> Very which good. Uh, 
which I just thought was was a little a little bit unusual. So the fact of the matter is, all dogs have an incredibly acute sense of smell, but certainly it's not that the dog in your living room wouldn't have the same capability. But in this situation where we're experiencing a pandemic, you know the the dogs are carefully selected so that when taken out into the public they're going to do exactly what they're supposed to do to help us all get through this. Yeah, I've seen better service dogs and worse ones. I mean, some of them uh, just can't quite calm themselves to, to be as professional as they should, but I find that endearing. Um, you know, I mean, they're just trying to do a job and in many cases they're, they're being very helpful, whether they're sniffing out bombs or bodies or uh, viruses or whatever they're doing. I, I'm just a tremendous fan of man's best friend. Um, you know, and I don't know whether it's 10 years of cohabitation or whether it's 50 or it's 10,000 years or 50,000 years. I'm not entirely sure. But, um, you know, we've been we've had a long relationship with the dog. You know, absolutely. And, you know, what what else is great? Um, these dogs are going to be able to screen up to 5000 people per day, which is pretty significant in, in in my in my opinion. Yeah, that's faster than somebody with a with a uh, thermometer, um, one of those scanner thermometers would be able to do, I would think. And on top of that, you don't have to deal with you know somebody who's just got a fever, right? Or um, you know they aren't showing the symptom of having a fever. There's you know those are it's a real hit or miss with that particular uh, piece of tech. Whereas a dog yeah, far I mean, more useful. Just to give you an example, let's take prostate cancer. A dog's ability to sniff out prostate cancer, which they do through the urine, 98% accuracy rate. And that is prior to our finest diagnostic test being able to tell that person that that's your problem. So I I, think how fast they can do it. I mean, just a a quick sniff and they know uh, versus... You know, how many lab techs does it take to get this uh, this job done? I have no idea. Yeah, that's, yeah that, that's exactly right. The fact of the matter is they have scientists and researchers currently. Uh, what they're trying to do is they're trying to make a breathalyzer test that can mimic the canine nose, um, <laughs> in which case they'd be using gas chromatography um, to isolate the specific compound, in this case caused by coronavirus, but for all these various types of cancer uh, and whatnot. I think it's just fascinating news. I'm sorry? Fascinating news. It's just really pretty cool. Yeah, the the, the rate of false positives is is very low. Uh, And in a situation like this, we've got everything to gain and nothing to lose. And once again, man's best friend is coming to the rescue. Dr. Carol Osborne, thanks for taking some time with me. How can folks uh, find, uh, find out about you? Well, you can find us online. We're at chagrinfallspetclinic.com. We also welcome pet lovers to give us a ring from coast to coast. You can call us toll free at 866-DR-CAROL, and that's 866-372-2765. Awesome. Thanks for taking the time. Do you have any idea if somebody wanted, for whatever reason, to train their dog to, you know, be a service dog of some sort or another, how they would get started? you have any ideas on that? You know, th- that's a great question. And I would certainly reference that individual to go online um, and, and, and to look up exactly what type of service they were interested in and, and follow the prompts accordingly.
Thanks, Dr. Carroll. Thank you, Mark. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture. One that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. Oh, so you're wearing a mask every day now? Where are you getting them? The same website where I get my neck and body wraps, sunnybay.com. And they're handmade. Really? Just like their wraps in the USA. Oh, and good quality? Oh, very good. These are disposable face masks. And good price? That's the best part. I get a 10-pack for only $6. Wow. Yes, as a public service, we're now sourcing disposable face masks with level one protection at sunnybay.com. Get a 10-pack of high-quality, more breathable face masks, only $6. Our face masks are hypoallergenic, latex-free, and made for stress-free all-day wearing. Or choose our N95 respirator masks, two-pack for only $6. Supplies are limited, so place your order at sunny-bay.com, a Biomed DB design company right here in the USA. Go to sunny-bay.com and purchase your disposable face masks online. Ten masks for only $6. Just click sunny-bay.com. That's sunny-bay.com.